0: From the University of Oregon, I'm Braden Quishan. This is Flux. In today's episode, we'll be exploring the differences between how men and women compete, the science behind it, what can go wrong, and how women are adapting. We'll look at this through the lens of women's only competitive pinball. Here's how a group of Eugene women play in a league of their own. Competitive pinball is new to me, too. I didn't know it even existed until I started on this story. Today, I'm sitting down with Samuel Bass, one of my colleagues at Flux magazine. Samuel's been reporting on the Bells and Chimes, an all-female competitive pinball league here in Eugene.
1: From what the women who play have told me, they're telling me that they need a place where they can hone their skills and not be belittled uh, by players who feel they're more experienced, uh, and usually those players are men.
0: We're in the middle of a gender equity movement. Women's marches in D.C., around the world, even here in Eugene.
2: This is what democracy looks like!
0: In a fight against sexual harassment in multiple industries, competitive pinball is seeing a change too. In a sport dominated by men, women are taking action and grabbing a seat at the table. To learn more about the competitive differences between men and women, Samuel spoke to Dr. Jagdeep Bala, a psychology professor at the U of O.
3: Women show a different kind of aggressiveness than than males. So physical, like you said, is much less exhibited in females than in males.
0: Competition brings out aggression, and between men and women, Dr. Bala says it manifests differently. Women tend toward instrumental aggression, which shows in their competitiveness and their drive to succeed.
3: Aggression towards achieving a goal, you can see that uh, females are just as aggressive as males, just differently so.
0: So Samuel, before we talk about the differences in aggression between men and women, this is a co-ed sport, right? Do men have a physical advantage for being bigger and stronger? Or, or is this an equal playing field? Can women succeed just as well as men?
1: When it comes to pinball, there isn't a serious uh, advantage to being uh, more physically fit. There's not really any kind of physical advantage over female players versus male players.
0: It's mostly about how well you know those machines. To provide more context, we talked to Hayden Harker. He's a math professor at the UO, but he's also the top-ranked pinball player in Eugene. My actual rank right now, I don't know exactly. It's around 830. That's in the world. I think the reason you don't see a lot of women in the higher ranks is simply because you've had decades of men doing everything and doing their best to exclude women. Pinball used to be an old boys club, but the bells and chimes is working to change
1: that. The more time they spend learning the machines, the more time they spend practicing on these machines, they're going to be much better and just as good as any guy out there. But the female leagues allow them to do this without any kind of belittlement, uh, without any kind of pressure from uh, men that might make a woman feel uncomfortable in a place that she wants to just focus on what she's doing, which is playing pinball.
0: What you're telling me is women who are joining competitive pinball get belittled and feel uncomfortable to the point where they might not even want to play?
1: Besides just the aggressiveness uh, of competitive nature that men sometimes exude, there's a guy here and there that treats a woman like she doesn't know what she's doing or that she shouldn't even be playing in a tournament. It's not happening all the time, but it definitely happens. And when it happens, it really can push some players to not want to play.
0: Samuel, can you tell me who runs the Bells and Chimes? That would be Katie Sheehan. My name is is
2: Katie Sheehan. I am one of the directors of Bells and Chimes in
1: Eugene. Katie is the kind of person that just makes you feel invited and... Like You Belong, she seems to be instrumental in keeping the league going and keeping things growing in pinball
0: and competitive pinball.
2: We are a fun group of girls that like to play pinball. Even if someone's never heard of it, I'm like, just come check it out. It's kind of fun.
0: So what do these women gain from being part of the Bells and Chimes? What keeps them coming back? The women I talked to here in Eugene, Uh,
1: they look at it not just a place to get better at pinball and have that camaraderie, but also have a place where they have friends that enjoy the same things as they do.
0: For a deeper look into the bells and chimes, one of our producers, Aubrey Bulkley, went to one of the practices. Aubrey, tell us what you saw.
4: Blair Alley is a bar in the Whitaker neighborhood. It's basically a big open room with a stage, a bar, and a bunch of arcade games. And it looks like the fantasy hangout of an 18-year-old from the 80s. And there was a huge group of people watching a Blazers game, and it was really loud. What was practice like? Katie came in, and she just was super friendly and greeting all the women as they came in and they were starting a new season so there was definitely a lot of that familiarity and camaraderie and friendship
0: aubrey spoke to some of the members of the bells and chimes jamie blair and megan landers share their thoughts about the idea of camaraderie and friendship
2: we're women of all ages all over the country that play and totally support each other
0: megan recently joined the eugene chapter after moving from California.
3: I really enjoyed the social aspect of it, and our league in Oakland was very open to beginners and supportive. Uh, We are very about teaching other women how the game is played, and how to do well, and like cheer each other on, and I I really enjoyed that part of it.
0: Women were largely absent in the world of competitive pinball, but adapted and found their own space. Now they're able to build their skills and gain confidence in a less competitive atmosphere away from the men. Here's Sunny Williams, a member of the Bells and Chimes.
2: It's not so much about winning or losing, it's more about having fun for some women. If you're around other women, you feel more at ease and more open and you're having a better time. Bells and Chimes helps a lot of people to like get out and feel comfortable out in public and safe and not everywhere you can do that. so. Yeah, it's nice.
4: We're a group. We take care of each other. Katie kind of got people started on different games. And there were a couple new members, one of which hadn't really played pinball a lot. So she and Jamie decided to play this one game. It had something to do with Miami Vice.
2: All right, Miami Spring Break is what you just caught. So every single thing you hit is going to add an extra million points. Wow, okay.
4: So I decided to record Jamie teaching how to play this game because this is a large part of what they do at practices. Remember, follow your lights, All safe. Don't ever walk
2: away until you see your bonus points.
4: I recorded them for a good 10, 15 minutes, so I had time to kind of sit there and just take in what we were doing. And that's when I realized on the very front of the pinball machine, there was a car for sure, but then there was like a busty blonde woman and she was very scantily clad. I just kind of like rolled my eyes a little bit and was like, really? As a woman, I just wondered, you know, was it necessary?
0: Aubrey wasn't the only one who noticed this imagery on pinball machines. Hayden Harker shares a story of his daughter encountering the same depictions. But I remember when Blair Alley first opened, I was down there with my daughter and we were having some conversation about the pictures of the women. And so I, I said, well, I'm gonna finish this game. I said, I said, there are about 25 pinball machines in here. Come tell me how many don't have a woman, you know, with large breasts depicted somewhere on the machine. And at that point in time, she came back and it was just like, there's one. There was only one machine that didn't have an offensive depiction of a woman on it. That seems so shocking to me yet, somehow I'm not really surprised by it.
4: I don't know if I'm necessarily offended by it when I see it. I kind of understand why they're doing it. The point is that This car was up there as an object of this game, but then this woman is right next to the car and she's also an object. And I think that's what bothers me more is just that it is objectifying versus um, whether or not I'm offended by it.
0: Competitive players say being big and strong doesn't necessarily make you a better pinball player. So with these traits taken out of the sport, You'd think that there would be no reason for men to post better scores than women, but they are. So we've established that experience is key to higher scores, not physicality. But the issue is that women don't feel comfortable enough to play in the co-ed leagues in the first place. Here's Sonny Williams again.
2: I don't know if I think men are better players, just maybe they're like
3: more into the competitive side.
0: One of the biggest culprits, confidence. Again... Dr. Jagdeep Bala.
3: We, we live in a largely patriarchal society. Um, males tend to be more confident than females.
0: Jamie Blair, who we heard teaching a new member how to play pinball earlier, shares how the bells and chimes have taught her to be confident in competition.
2: It's called a childhood when you were a girl in sports in the 80s. You got made fun of if you weren't good at competing. To get over that fear of if you don't do well, they're not going to make fun of you.
0: So it's not just that women don't have experience. They undervalue their ability to play. According to a Stanford study, men tend to enter competitions at a higher rate than women, even if the women are high performers compared to their male counterparts.
1: Maybe that overconfidence pushes them to maybe inflate their ego to the point where they get aggressive. Dr. Bala elaborates.
3: Arm wrestling or whatever ways in which males compete was not available to females, both socially as well as biologically. So, evolutionarily speaking, women have adapted Hmm. to strategize conflict differently.
0: Sunny Williams who we heard from earlier, is one of those top performing women in Eugene. She remembers how men at her local coffee shop reacted to a woman beating them in a competition.
2: The machines that we had at the coffee shop that I worked, they would have a tournament mode. So you could play 50 cents or you could play a dollar and play the tournament mode. And at the end of two months or three months, however long the tournament was, the top four players would win the cash that was in the machine that was extra for all the tournament. And one tournament, I won first place and fourth place, which ended up being like $84, I think. From that point, it was several of the men's mission to make sure that they got me down and that I didn't win next time, because those were their
0: games. Do women ever beat the men in competition? Oh yeah, it happens all the time. And I
1: asked Katie how it makes her feel. She says she feels really good about it. She really wants to beat the guys.
2: Uh, But when I'm playing guys, yeah, I want to beat the guys so much more than I want to beat the girls.
1: There's a lot of women that want to really beat the guys super bad, and they eventually will. It's all a matter of practice and time at this point. I'm sure this isn't everyone, but what does it look like when a guy reacts poorly to losing? From what I've been told, they do get aggressive. I've been told that a lot of times they slap the machine hard, uh, so it's kind of a physical exertion that they put out there that kind of scares everybody, not just women, but men too. You know, when women are playing... From what I've been told, they don't act anywhere near like that. Uh, they're, you know, they might get frustrated, but they don't take it out on the machines.
0: Hence the creation of the bells and chimes. Kind of like a place where you can compete and not have interactions like that.
1: I think the bells and chimes do more than just allow these women to, to learn pinball through support system that has an all-female you know, presence to it. Um, it also allows them to feel comfortable and safe in a place that they don't have to worry that someone's going to hit on them or be overly aggressive or belittle them.
0: Samuel, thank you for your time.
1: Hey, thank you for having me Braven. I appreciate it.
0: You can read more about the bells and chimes and other great stories by picking up the 2018 edition of Flux magazine or by going to fluxstories.com. You can find more of our episodes on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please give us a rating, comment, subscribe. It helps us make our show better. This podcast was produced by Vin Bowie and Aubrey Bulkley. Thanks again to Samuel Bass for his reporting and everyone else who offered up their time and voices. Next episode, we will enter into the controversial world of Broga, Yoga for Bros. It'll be a good one. We hope you check it out. I'm your host, Braden Quishan. Thanks for listening.